Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. This episode is brought to you by the Confident Woman Collective. If you've ever felt that you need more community of women that are ready to up-level both professionally, personally, relationally, then definitely make sure you hop in and get more information about the Confident Woman Collective to make sure you're surrounding yourself around the people to best serve you to help you become your most confident self. All right, ladies, today we have Megan Rempel joining us. Um, She's a registered nurse with a certificate in women's hormonal health, a health coach and cycle syncing expert. So What we're going to be learning a lot today is all about our monthly cycle, our gifts, I guess, as women hit. I don't like saying that because that doesn't feel like a gift, but Megan's going to teach us how it is a gift. Um, Learning all that fun stuff too. So I know Rachel and I have talked before about how like, we don't know things about our bodies half the time and all these things can be happening and we don't even know why. So that's why Megan's here to talk to us and teach us how to use our monthly cycle to our advantage. So Megan, thanks for hanging out with us today. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. This is exciting. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Um, yeah. Do you want me to just dive in? Sure. Yeah, we yes. are. Absolutely. Because like I said, Rachel and I, I don't even know what to ask. We're like, period? <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. In, in our chat prior to hit and record here, we kind of touched base on a few things and we're like, oh, these are topics that if we don't know them, I'm sure our listeners also may have questions and not know what we don't know. So you only know what you know, right? So here we are. We bring in the experts that know all the things. So welcome, yep. Megan, and yeah. dive in. Have okay. at it. Awesome. Well, first, um, thank you so much for having me. And I'll share just a little bit about kind of my story because I think that stories are always just so powerful and relatable. And it's, I think all of us have, you know, what we're teaching and what we're you know, the version we're showing up as is because we had to go through something and we had to have experiences. So it's not that I just decided, oh, I'm going to become really um, interested in learning about the female cycle. It was just sort of like this accidental thing that started to happen. Um, You know, I was like most women. I was busy. I was doing all the things for everyone in my life, Um, you know, four little kids, working almost full-time as a registered nurse. I had started up my own side business online, a husband, a home, like all the things, right? And I prided myself on being the busiest, the most overwhelmed, the most sleep-deprived. And I wore all of that with a badge of honor. I felt so proud that I could do all the things and, you know, it seemed like I was doing it really well. And in fact, I loved when other women would be like, oh, how how are you doing it all? Because also my husband was working, I live in Canada. So my husband was working on the West coast of Canada, which is in like a completely different province. And he was working on the pipeline. So he would be gone for three months at a time. And then he would come home for four weeks and then he would be gone again for three months. So I was also like solo parenting four little kids working full time, 
doing an online business. And so women would always say like, I just don't know how you're doing it all. Like, good for you. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, I got this. And I loved that. But really I was like killing myself and I was so burnt out and overwhelmed. But I thought that's what being a good mom was. I thought that's what being a successful business owner felt like. So I thought I was doing all the right things. And, you know, I was like most women in the sense that I, I was working on myself. I had some habits that were working for me, an exercise routine. I was eating healthy. I was, you know, trying to do like the self-care routines that we all hear about and that I was in fact teaching other women at the time too, but something just felt really off. And I felt so disconnected from my own body because I was just on this hamster wheel of going, 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 doing, doing, doing. And even though I had those healthy habits that I was, you know, making sure I was taking care of myself every day, they were just on such autopilot. Like it was almost like I was checking the box, like, oh, good. I I took care of myself. I filled my cup. I'm good. Now I can go back to feeling depleted because, you know, I took care of myself. It's all good. And I started to just get really frustrated with myself because there would be, and I think that all women can relate to this, there would be some weeks where I felt incredible. Like I felt like I was on fire. I could do all the things. I was doing them easily. Things were coming into my life with like little effort. Everything was working out. I was feeling like magnetic and attractive and confident. And I was social and like ideas were pouring into me. Everything was just going so well. I was eating healthy, had no cravings. I could stick to my nutrition plan. I was working out like a boss. Like everything was great, right? And then all of a sudden you wake up. And I felt like so blah and like I was in a funk and I would then start to beat myself up. What's wrong with you, Megan? You were able to do all the things last week. Why can't you do all the things this week? Why are you skipping your workout? Why can't you eat healthy? Why is that grilled chicken salad with quinoa not satisfying you like it did last week? Why are you so hungry? You know, why are you half-assing your workout? Like, why are you bloated? Um, you know, why can't you stay up past eight o'clock at night crushing your, you know, business? And I was so hard on myself that that would lead to so much negative self-talk, but also self-sabotage in a lot of areas of my life. And I would just keep thinking like, what's wrong with me? Like, what, why am I feeling like this? I have no reason to feel like this. And then, you know, I would, you know, a few days would go by and I would feel quote unquote back to my normal self and all would be right in the world. But then it just kept happening. And, you know, the thing is we, as women, we know that we do have, you know, hormonal changes throughout the month. And we have a period. And we also know that there's another time of the month where we can get pregnant. And for the most part, that's really all we know. We know we bleed and we know there's, you know, a little window where we're most fertile. Zone. Yes, yes, exactly. But really, there's so much more to it than that. And when I would have my period and I was feeling that low kind of vibration, I would sometimes be like, okay, well, it's fine. I'm on my period. But if it happened at any other time through the month, it was like I couldn't give a reason to it. And so that's when I would just get really hard on myself. And I hated feeling like these ups ups and downs and these highs and lows. And I was just really, really not kind to myself. 
And the idea of cycle syncing kept coming into my world. Like I swear I would be reading books and like I would hear about cycle syncing and podcasts. I would hear about cycle syncing conversations I was having with women in like masterminds I was involved in. It kept coming up and I wanted nothing to do with it because what I thought that meant was that when you have your period, you do nothing. You stay in your jammies and you watch Netflix and you disconnect yourself from the world. And I was a doer and a go-getter and there was no way I was going to let having a period be a reason as to why I couldn't do all the things. So I avoided learning about my cycle for so long. So I'm like, hell no, I'm not going to let that, that thing, you know, every month stop me from being able to do all the things. And Finally, I did look at it. And I think what, you know, you, you two, as well as the listeners are going to really get out of this podcast is like, once you know this stuff, it is so hard to unknow it and it will make complete sense. And you just will have a whole new look on your body and your cycle and really just the, just the possibilities of how you can be living your life in a completely different way. Oh, it's so good. Cause I'm saying like, jotting down some notes and I'm like, I could totally relate to all that stuff because it's like, as women, we just, you kind of put those blinders on because you have that, the busy badge, right? So we don't take the moment to pick our heads up and be like, wow, what is actually happening in my life? Like you said, how did I go, you know, doing all the things and, and checking off all the boxes and gold starring myself? Because I'm like, look at you, you're a badass and you can do everything to just feeling so depleted, run down. I'm like, that feels like the story of my life, like this continuous like cycle and and I love that you bring that up because it's like, for me, I don't technically get a period. So it's like, how do we know where we are in this uh, cycle? Um, and so, you know, I like that you have the cycle syncing and I'm just kind of jotting down some notes and thinking, okay, well, this would make sense for me, like how this would pan out. So I'm, I'm curious to know, like, can we dive in more about the, the cycle syncing and kind of some of those aha moments and revelations like that you were finding in your own journey and being like, wow, this is all starting to make sense. So what was kind of that like pivotal moment of like, what, what was that first thing you did was like, I got to start going this route to start learning more about what is happening with my life. Yeah. Yeah. So I first learned that we actually go through four different phases as women every single month. And I think that right there was this like mind blowing moment of like, wait, what? I thought we were the same person all month long, except for when we were bleeding. Right. You know, and, and like, that was just really all I understood from it. But even still, I didn't realize that we are not like men. We are not supposed to operate. Like, I I know we're not like men, but I thought we were just maybe small versions of men. We're all human beings, so we should be operating the same way, except for the fact that we bleed once a month. And it always seems to be this like really shitty experience. And like, you know, us poor women, you know, got the short end of the stick. And, you know, it's really not fair that we got, you know, the curse and we're hormonal and we have to go through this every month and men don't. And, you know, sucks to be us kind of thing. But really, once I realized like, okay, so we are going through four different phases every single month. We're essentially a different version of ourselves in each of those four phases. How, like, why were we led to believe that we are supposed to operate the way men do on a 24 hour clock? Men are the same day to day for the most part. When they wake up, 
their hormone levels are about the same every single morning and then they change throughout the day. So, you know, by the end of the day, men are like ready to kind of go into their cave and slow things down. But like in the morning, they are like high energy, ready to go. That's when they're like um, having business meetings and like getting shit done. Sorry if I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear on this podcast. (laughs) Sometimes comes out. And then, you know, in the afternoon, it starts to become like, you know, maybe some like golfing and business meetings and cocktail hour. And then the men come home and have dinner and then they put their feet up by the fire and relax into the evening and then get ready for bed. That's kind of how our day, we are taught to live our day, right? Like get things done in the morning, do your workout first thing in the morning and relax as the day kind of goes on. But what happens for women is we are going through a 28 day clock not a 24-hour clock, 28-day-ish, I should say, because some women's cycle is 26 days or 32 days, whatever. But we are evolving sort of week to week, and we are completely different, which means that we need to be doing different things week to week. We need to be eating different things week to week. Our metabolism changes depending on which phase we're in. Our movement that we're doing should be changing because if you're trying to do the same type of workout all month long. Or if you're one of those, like on Mondays, I do cardio on Tuesdays, I do weights on Wednesday, I take a rest day. And on Thursdays, I do this. That's not that that's not going to work every single week the same way. Because if you're trying to do an intense cardio workout, when your energy levels and your hormones are at a low point, you're actually going to create stress in your body which is going to increase your inflammation. It can lead to weight gain. It's going to like automatically just zap your energy even more. If you're like me, you're going to start to feel like a bit of a failure because you just can't do what you were doing last week. Um, so I'm getting onto a bit of a tangent there, but no, that's totally making sense to me. I, I, cause I, I lift. I'm a heavy lifter yep. and I've noticed this in my workouts and I just get so down on myself. I'm like, how I suck this week. How is this possible? Like, look at my, cause I track everything, look yep. at my progress. And so, yeah, this is really making sense to me. So keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's just like start talking about the phases. Cause this is where it all starts yeah. to sort of make sense. So we're going to start with what's called the follicular phase. So this is right when your bleed ends. So We're not really talking about like day one or day 12 or any of those things. We're just going to talk about the phases. So right when your bleed ends, you go into what's called your follicular phase. And this lasts from anywhere from about seven to 10 days. When you think of follicular phase, think of spring. So it's, it's very much the, the four phases that we go through are very much like the four seasons of mother nature, especially, you know, if you live somewhere like I do in Canada, where we go through all four phases very, very distinctively. So the spring phase happens right when your bleed stops. And this is very much like spring. We feel excited. We feel energized. It's like a new beginning. We're creative. Ideas are like flowing to us naturally. We feel, we feel like I always use this um, little analogy, like Dorothy, when she hits the yellow brick road in the wizard of Oz, you know how she just hits the yellow brick road and it's like, 
oh my goodness, like, where am I? This is gorgeous. This is fun. This is exciting. And I don't know what to expect, but I'm so optimistic about everything. That's sort of how we feel in the follicular phase. Our energy levels are beginning to rise and we're just, we're excited about what's to come. It's like, it's like the beginning of a new month or the beginning of a new year in the spring phase. And we're just we're like ready for everything. Our energy levels are really high. Um, we're craving like cool, fresh foods. So like salads and smoothies and stir fries, those kinds of things. We actually um, can eat a little bit lighter when we're in the spring phase. We don't need as many heavy carbs. So think to sort of lighter, fresh, vibrant foods. And our movement should really honor that as well. So, you know, dance like Zumba classes and spin classes and go out for a run or a hike or a brisk walk, go swimming, like do something outside of your everyday normal activity because you're craving that like excitement and something different in your life. After the follicular phase, you go into what's called your ovulatory phase. So most women are familiar with this. It's, you know, anywhere from about three to five days long. This is your phase where you can get pregnant or you want to avoid a pregnancy. But this is our high energy phase. So this is our summer. Think of summer. We're like at its peak. All things fun are happening in summer. It's exciting. Energy's high. And that's exactly what this phase is like. You can do all the things in your ovulatory phase. You can bust out a 12 hour work day and then go to a dinner party and go out dancing and get up the next morning at 5 a.m., do a hit workout and, you know, go hiking with the kids and do all, you can do all the things. This is when you really want to like maximize your time and your energy because you're not going to be burnt out. You really can do a lot and you're going to feel good. You're social. You want to be around people everything just feels good in the ovulatory phase. Like I can always pinpoint, like looking back before I understood my cycle, I can always pinpoint, like I was totally in my ovulatory phase then because we are magnetic in that phase. Things literally just like come to us easily. Like, you know, those moments where you're like, oh my gosh, like everything is just happening. Like everything's happening right now good things are coming to me. Like I'm not even really putting much effort into it. And like, everything's just happening. I can almost guarantee you that you're in your ovulatory phase because it's just the way our energy works and our hormones. And we're, it's just this like really feel good vibe. But the interesting thing is in this phase, it's our high energy phase and we're doing all the things. This is how women are trying to live their life in this phase, doing all the things taking care of everybody and not feeling depleted. But the thing is, it's a three to five day window. And we're trying to do that all month long. And then we wonder why we're overwhelmed. We're depleted. We're exhausted. We're burnt out. We're, you know, feeling so fatigued and we've got PMS. Like it, it's once you realize that that high energy phase is such a short phase, it makes you stop and think like, oh my gosh, no wonder things haven't been really working well for me. Yeah. And I feel like my husband loves me more in my ovulatory phase. <laughs> Absolutely. And we really are like, we feel more like pretty and attractive. Yeah. And of course we're sexual. Like we feel right. sexual. We feel connected with yeah. other people. Like 
I always know when I'm going to pick a fight with my husband and it's never in the ovulatory phase. Right. Like, I, I love my children extra in the ovulatory phase. Like really nothing can go wrong when you're in the ovulatory phase. That's how it feels. And that's how you, okay. Yeah. That's where my kids came from. So yeah. <laughs> a trap. So it's a trap. It is a trap. And I'll, and I'll talk about, I'll talk about a little bit kind of going back to that and why things feel so good in that phase versus other phases. Um, once I kind of finished up talking about the four phases, cause it's really interesting after summer, of course we go into fall. So this is our luteal phase. This is the 10 to 14 days before our period. So this is typically the phase that women do not like, and they have, you know, the most hate for, you know, most women the week before their period, they're, they dread it. They hate the way they feel. This is when PMS creeps in, um, feelings of doubt, feelings of overwhelm, um, feelings of like not good enough. And just all those negative feelings start to happen. And, you know, we question everything and we just really feel kind of like in a darker spot that week or so leading up to our period. But the luteal phase, it's actually my favorite phase because once you start to live in alignment with your cycle, you'll start to just realize, well, you can and you should feel good all month long, not just in those high energy phases. You should feel really, really good even the days leading up to your period. doesn't mean that you're going to feel energized. You're, you are going to feel lower energy and maybe a bit tired, but you can still feel good even though your energy levels are a bit lower. So in the spring and summer phase, that's like our, when our masculine energy is really taking over, right? We're, we're doing, we're checking the boxes, we're taking action. But then in the fall phase, we kind of flip out of that masculine energy and we tap into our feminine energy, which becomes uncomfortable for a lot of women because we are more comfortable doing, we are more comfortable taking action, being productive, getting things done. But when we're in our luteal phase, that's really when we need to take a bit of a step back. And that's when we really need to take care of ourselves because our energy levels are a lot lower. Our hormone levels are lower, but a a hormone called progesterone starts to increase. And as that increases, providing you're living in alignment with your cycle, this hormone makes you feel very calm and serene. And you almost just feel this like wave of like, calmness take over your body and a little bit of slowness. And I now can recognize that feeling and it kind of takes over me and I'm like, okay, like deep breath. It is now time to shift from the doing into more of the being and go inward a little bit. So of course, this doesn't mean that I don't do things. Like I've got four children to take care of and a husband who needs to be to take care of in a business. And I work shift work. Like we still have to do all of those things, but the things that I'm doing just, they change a little bit. And I also give myself a little bit of grace. My movement changes. So instead of doing this like cardio and, you know, outward type energy, I shift a little bit. And in the beginning of the luteal phase, I will do resistance training because that's when we're really, our hormone levels are helping us to build lean muscle and develop those muscles. And then towards the end of the luteal phase, that's when you really want to work on your flexibility. So doing some like Pilates, yoga, lots of um, stretching because 
um, our muscles are just going to be a lot looser to kind of allow that flexibility to happen. And then as well as with nutrition, this is when we want to really give ourselves some nurturing, warming foods. And I love my nutrition in the luteal phase because for one, you actually need more calories when you're in the luteal phase. You need about on an average of 300 more calories when you're in the luteal phase. So if you're trying to still eat the way that you were eating, you know, last week, for instance, it's not going to be working for you. The foods that you're eating should change and also the um, amount of calories you're having. Because what happens to women, especially women who are like on a health journey, right? They are sticking to their meal plan and they're eating maybe a certain number of calories a day or counting whatever. And then it comes to the luteal phase and they're hungry. They're hungry and their bodies like needs more fuel and it needs like more like just different foods. And instead of honoring that, we try to keep restricting it because like, no, no, I'm following this plan and, and it's working. Like I was losing weight. Like I want to keep sticking to it, but really your body needs more calories it, and it needs like warming foods. And if you, what happens or what always happened to me is I would then start binging and I would, it would just get to be too much. It's like, oh my God, like I'm starving. I'm going to eat my arm if I don't go to that pantry. And then you just eat all the food and then what you're a failure and you suck and you can't stick to anything and fine, I'll start again on Monday. And this time I'll really do it. And the cycle just would keep repeating itself. Like, I know I can't be alone. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So when you're in the luteal phase, the best thing to focus on is roasted root vegetables and, you know, things like sweet potatoes, carrots, beets, um, turnip, all of those foods, they're just a bit starchier. So they give you that extra calories that you need instead of having like, you know, a salad with quinoa. I don't know why I always use that example, but just like, you know, celery and cucumbers, like instead you want to do like the more dense type vegetables that have more calories, but they also have a sweetness, especially when you roast them. So that will kind of help you get over that like need for sweets, that need for snacking, but also those roasted root vegetables help your body detox out the excess estrogen that might be lingering in your body because PMS is usually caused by too much estrogen left in your body. So your body's not processing the hormones like it should. PMS is not normal. We are not supposed to experience PMS. It is not normal. It has become normal for women, but it's not normal. We should not be having cramping to the point where we need to medicate ourselves or we can't go to work or we need to lay on the couch with a hot water pad. We shouldn't be spotting for days before our period. We shouldn't have like, you know, breakouts. Um, our cravings shouldn't be out of control. We shouldn't have like bloating. We should still feel really good leading up to our period. We're going to feel different. We're going to have like a little bit of cramping happening, but it all should be very, very mild. We should feel good still leading up to our period. And if you can tweak your nutrition, just, just very like simple little changes throughout the month. Like it took me probably one or two cycles before all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, like I don't have spotting anymore before my period. Like your period should start like ideally in the morning, you should wake up and there should just be bright red. 
Like that's how it should start. And it did not start like that for me. I was like ruining underwear for three days before my period. Cause it was like spotting Brown, spotting Brown, like, you know, and it was, it was so frustrating. And I thought that was normal. It's not normal. And then of course we head into our winter phase, which is our menstrual phase, which most women, again, they hate, they don't acknowledge that they're in their winter phase. They think they can still just keep going and doing But what we need to realize is our hormone levels are at their lowest point in the menstrual phase. Our energy levels are at the lowest point. Our body is going through this like intense process of shedding a layer of like tissue. And then we think that we should be getting up at 5 a.m., doing a HIIT workout and tackling our to-do list all day. Like it just doesn't really make sense. And now I'm not saying that we do nothing during our period, because if you, you know, are like the majority of women out there, we have responsibilities. We have jobs, we have children, we have spouses, we have homes, like we've got to do stuff. But the amazing thing that starts to happen when you live in alignment with your cycle is you take advantage of those high energy days in the first part of your cycle. And so just like, seriously, like magically, you will start to realize oh, wow, I don't actually have on as much on my plate anymore when I'm in my winter phase. Like just, there's still stuff there that you've got to do, but you start to get really clear on what do I need to do? And like, what can I do next week when I'm in my spring phase? And because you did so much in your ovulatory phase and your spring phase, you're able to take things down a notch. And it and women are like, no, that won't happen. I'm like, it will happen. I can promise you because you'll start to pay attention and you'll take advantage of every single phase because as far as productivity goes and, you know, things like around the house, for instance, or in our business or, you know, in parenting even, if you take advantage of all those phases and you're doing specific things in those phases, you get to your menstrual phase and you're like, okay, like I can actually just like nurture my body right now and I can slow down. You don't need to be doing workouts when you're in your menstrual phase. I do yoga, but I do very gentle yoga for like day one, two, and three of my period. We should like sleep in, you need extra rest. So don't wake up at the crack of dawn. That was something I had to really program myself because I've always been like, I get up at 5 a.m. because I got to do all the things all day long and I need the most amount of time. Now I know like in my menstrual phase, I'm definitely going to take advantage of having a little bit of extra sleep. And instead of doing a workout, I'll maybe just do an extra long meditation and do some journaling. And it's really a time to honor yourself and your body and just slow things down a little bit. And I also think it's really important that our family members, and especially if you have children, that they see mom slow down. That, you know, being a mom and being an adult doesn't mean that you have to now be on this rat race and on this hamster wheel, that we can actually take things down a notch. And I love when my kids will see me just on the couch with a book and they're like, whoa, mom, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm resting today. Like this is when my energy levels are low for the next few days. So I'm just taking it easy. And I love that they see that. And I think it's really, really important. Hmm. I have like, Probably the most notes I've taken out of all of our podcasts. Yeah, I mean, like I'm in a class where I'm like, ooh, like this is so yeah. thorough and so helpful. And you know, coming like I said, I, I I don't 
I don't get a period. So those who are listening, I, I have an IUD. It's Marina. So I have not had a full period in, uh, I think maybe once or twice in the past seven plus years. I mean, it's kind of cool because you don't have to like book vacations and stuff around it, but, and also just the inconvenience, but you know, it's all, it's all based on your personal preference. So anyway, the reason I bring that up is because as a lifter into fitness competitions that I've done too, I lost my period so many times throughout and realized it was such a, a, you know, the hormone balance and, and, you know, women also need more fat to have their body regulated and all these things. So I've been learning a lot throughout my phase, but yet by not actually going through the phases of like, okay, here's a PMS week, here's a bleed week, here's a rest and recovery week. I just did not have the physical signs to indicate which week I was in. And oddly enough, I was using my lifting, uh, my lifting program to track because I could tell on this week, I'm super strong. I feel like a badass and crushing. I got PRs left and right. And then there's weeks that, like I said, I was just saying yesterday or about last week's about how I just feel like, oh my gosh, how can I not be at this, uh, you know, strength that I was former and now it's all making sense. So this has been so insightful and so helpful. So I thank you, Megan. Like this is yeah. incredible. And it's funny because how, how do we go through our whole lives and just not know this stuff? Oh, it's not, I know. it's not taught to us. I know. Just like finance and investments not taught to us. You know, and our core curriculum and what we learn in school is just like, it's so outdated and yeah. irrelevant. Most of it. I mean. Right. But I know what photosynthesis is. So. Right. Yeah. yeah that's that's helpful. Yeah. That's really helpful. Because yeah. I know how the phases of the plants work, but yeah, I don't know my yeah. own body. Yeah. And like right. 3D shapes. My kids are learning about 3D shapes right now. I'm like, why do you need to learn all these 3D shapes? I don't even know how to pronounce some of them. Yeah. <laughs> really I'm, that's important it's like was it a rhombus or a rhomboid yeah <laughs> who cares <laughs> your geometry um, and your lifting your and I think like exactly what you said like here here we are you know I'm in my 30s and I'm just like I've had four children and I didn't know how my body worked like that is so crazy to me and you know when I started diving into all of this and I was like reading books and like my mind was blown and I'm I'm absorbing like everything that I could and and I'm implementing it and so you know a lot of what I teach is is what I've learned and researched and also my own experience but it became like this like I had to tell other people about this like women needed to understand and know this because well, for one, I think it's, we're doing women a disservice if they go through the, their life, not knowing this, but also I have two girls and I, they're not, you know, none of, they haven't started their period yet, but my oldest is 12. So it could happen. And I want them to grow up knowing this right from the get-go. Like yeah. I want them to understand this and it not be this like, wait, what? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> And I want them to see me model that. And I think that's the greatest gift that we can, you know, give to the other women in our life, whether it's our children or just our nieces or friends, sisters, whoever, if we can start living this lifestyle and modeling that it will help like the next generation so much. And I want my girls to, you know, when, when they do start their cycle and they have their period, I don't want them to think that they're gross or that they're a failure or that they can't keep up anymore. I want them to realize like this really is a gift that's been given to us. And 
we've been just doing it wrong all these years. And I always think like, you know, mother nature or the universe or God, whoever has created us and put us here. I think that they must be looking down at us as women and being like, are you kidding me? Like I gave you women the most incredible tool and roadmap and gift to use for your life. You are all screwing it up. Like you're using it wrong. You're not using it the way it was intended. And I really just want to change that. That's yeah. great. The first thing I thought of was, um, and I'm probably dating myself, but remember the movie My Girl? Yes. <laughs> like Beta gets and she like pushes him down. She's like, and don't come back for five to seven days. And it's like yeah. that's what like we're taught from like yeah. the movie, right? That it's like you're supposed to be bitchy and mean and don't yes. be around people. And <laughs> we have also, you know, men have done it to us, but I believe that we have done it just as much to ourselves. Oh, for we've, sure. we've labeled ourselves as hormonal, you know, the week before our period, we've all said it like, oh, don't mind me. I'm just hormonal or, you know, stay away from me for the next few days. Cause you don't, you don't want any of this. Like I'm just a total mess. I'm a disaster right now. I'm, I'm a B-I-T-C-H. <laughs> and, and I think that's so damaging to do because we are hormonal, we are hormonal and that's a beautiful thing. And if we start to live more in alignment with our cycle, you won't be feeling like this crazy hormonal woman anymore. You'll feel like this beautiful, centered, aligned, hormonal woman. And what I was talking about earlier that I said I wanted to cycle back to was the fact that when we're in our you know, men or, or we've said it to us, like we're hormonal in our luteal phase the week before our period. But the reality is we are actually very mentally clear leading up to our period. When we're in our menstrual phase, our right and left hemisphere of our brain are working together more than they ever are throughout the month. And the reason why things, you know, we kind of get irritated, right? The week before our period, like, like I was feeling it a few days ago. I was like, I am like, I am so irritated right now, like really irritated by everything. The thing is our estrogen is so low the week before our period and estrogen has this kind of masking effect on us and estrogen makes us feel good. So when we're in our spring and summer phases, our estrogen level is climbing and peaks in our ovulatory phase. So so we feel really good, right? Like nothing can go wrong. No one can piss me off. And if they do, like, it's okay. Um, I feel really good. And then estrogen bottoms out. And all of a sudden, the reality of things in our life hits us. And it might not feel right. It Something might feel off. And we're not okay with it. And the thing that didn't bug us or bother us two weeks ago now is like, I can't deal with this. And those are things that we need to be aware of. It doesn't mean that you need to take action like right away. Like if your husband's pissing you off, you don't need to like leave him. But, you know, other sort of more minor things that are happening in your life and coming to coming up to the surface, I guess, in the luteal phase, pay attention to. Don't just brush it off as like, oh, it's just because it's the week before my period and I'm hormonal. That's when you want to journal those things out. Like, what is bothering me right now? What's working well? What's not working well? Um, You know, why am I feeling frustrated? What are these things that are feeling frustrating for me? And see if in the next cycle, those same things kind of come up. 
Because when you go into your spring and summer phase, they're not going to bother you anymore because estrogen has that masking effect. So it's really important. That's why like journaling is is just like so important for women, I think, to get clarity on how they're feeling because men, they're just feeling the same way every single day, right? So we can't compare ourselves to them. (laughs) Yeah. Lucky or unlucky. I don't know. I see see all of this as being so lucky, Um, but really it's, it's just getting so in tune with yourself. And that's what cycle syncing will do. I felt so disconnected from myself because I had no idea what was happening with my body. And then I wondered like, why am I feeling so disconnected to my children? Why am I feeling disconnected to my spouse? Why do I feel like I have no idea what's happening in my own life? It was because I was on this hamster wheel. And when when we get connected with ourselves, that's when we can actually feel more present in our life. We cannot find that calmness and connection that we're seeking if we don't even understand what's happening inside of us week to week. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I was like, when you were going through all these phases, obviously like I'm about to be in my third trimester and I'm like, I feel all these every day. <laughs> yeah. The daily thing to go through these phases, but yeah. Um, but I love it. So, so you're coaching women, right? So is there like a court, like how can people learn more from you if they're like, oh, there's a course I can take or have coaching with Megan or, or, or whatever. If someone wants to dive deeper in. Yeah. I, I knew right away when I started learning about all of this that I had to share it. And I share pretty much every single day on Instagram in my stories and on my feed, just, you know, very authentically what I'm experiencing, you know, in each phase that I'm in and just educating because I believe that like I have learned so much from women on Instagram. Like I've I've made like life-changing habits just from following people. So I know that there's so much power just to following someone and, you know, never even having a conversation with them, but you can still really learn a lot from people on Instagram if you're following the right people. Um, and I also run monthly challenges every month. So I call them challenges, but it's really just, um, a community of women and I give them access to my cycle syncing program. So I created sort of a DIY program because when I started learning about all of this, I found it very confusing and overwhelming because there was so much talk about hormones and um, like, you know, your, your like ovaries and your uterus and like all of these things that I was like, okay, great. Like that's, that's interesting, but I actually don't care. What I want to know is like, what should I be eating differently in each phase? What should my movement look like? What does my to-do list need to look like? How can I be a better parent? How can I be more organized? How can I be more productive, have more energy? That's what I wanted to learn. And so that's what I created for women is just a very simplistic sort of like the Coles notes or is that what you guys call it in the US? The cliff notes. Yeah, yeah. The cliff notes of cycle syncing. And um, yeah, I also have a freebie in my Instagram as well in the bio. So women can click that and there's a few tips on, you can get started right away. Cycle syncing isn't something that is like, okay, I'll start on Monday. Like it's, it's Unless you're me. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait till a big baby comes yeah, out. Yeah. Then, then, so you're, you're essentially in the luteal phase, like indefinitely, you'll right. just be uh-huh. in that luteal phase until you give birth. Oh, and okay. then you'll sort of stay in that menstrual phase for a while as well. 
And then I know that Rachel, you had mentioned that you don't actually get a bleed. So it's harder for you to understand where you're at. Like you can feel yourself going through the different phases. And, you know, for women who are on hormonal birth control, the downside of that is that you actually aren't experiencing the highs and lows of our energy of like the hormones and the energy levels exactly, but you are still experiencing them. And what you can do is you can actually, and this might sound really out there or maybe not, I don't know, but you can actually align to the phases of the moon. So we, as women are super connected to the moon and the moon goes through four distinct phases that are on a 28 day cycle, just as we are as women. So, you know, for anyone who's listening, who may also be on birth control, you can live a cyclical lifestyle and you can cycle sync. It's just, you need to pay attention to what phase the moon is in currently and what you can do with like a Google search. We just had a full moon Mm -hmm. like a few days ago from when three days ago. Yeah. Yeah. So for anybody who is not getting an actual bleed, the full moon is your high energy phase. So that's the ovulatory phase. Yeah. But you, so if you're not feeling that you might be the opposite. So the new moon could be your high energy phase. All right. Yeah. That's probably it. Cause I was actually, and, and I, and I don't get this way too often, but when you were mentioning about the luteal phase and just feeling doubt, overwhelmed, not good enough. Oh my gosh. I had to go to an event and I just felt like I felt so gross. So un, unattractive, yeah. just really down on myself, nothing fit. And I was just like, what the hell's going on here? Like, and so coming home from that event, our moon here was ginormous. It was yeah. the full moon. It was the most beautiful thing ever. I walked out of the event. I was like, oh, at least the full moon is pretty. <laughs> yeah. But um, so I, I think you're probably right. Then it would be more on the, on the new moon because I definitely felt low and gross and just not good about myself that yeah. as I'm coming into this period here. And that's well, really good. That you're, like the fact that you're aware of that is so good because I think you'll be able to you'll be able to, you know, lean into cycle syncing really easily. I also bleed on the new, on on the full moon. So then the new moon would be your ovulatory phase. So if you can just kind of map things out that way, and you'll have to pay attention a little bit more because you won't, you won't have like the distinct signs that someone not on, on birth control, but you can still absolutely map out your calendar and figure out when you're in your high energy phase, when you're in your low energy phase, when you're in the spring and the the luteal phase as well. And you can really just start to plan out your workouts, your nutrition, your, when you're creating content, when you're doing podcasts, like it's really, really exciting. Yeah. So you said that the new moon would be the menstruation either way, whenever there's a moon. Yeah. So every day. So typically... (laughs) Typically the new moon is the menstrual phase. Okay. And then the waxing moon is the follicular phase. The full moon is the ovulatory phase. And then the waning moon is the luteal phase. So that's how most women will kind of will kind of sync up who aren't getting a bleed or for somebody who's had a hysterectomy even. And you know, a lot of women will say, like, well, I've had a full hysterectomy, so this doesn't apply to me. And I'm like, it does. You're still a woman and you are a cyclical being. And even for anybody who's in menopause, for instance, it is so, I think, very healthy to live a cyclical lifestyle like this so that you're not always just doing all the things. You're having those times of like 
resting and you're changing up your workouts and you're changing up your nutrition. And it just gives yourself permission to like take a load off your shoulders and be like, okay, I can actually just listen to what my body wants and do that as opposed to doing what I think I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Oh my gosh. So much, so much is like, I mean, this is just an incredible conversation here because like I said, this is probably the most notes I've taken, but the, the reality is like, why do us women not know this? And so we need more education and, and, you know, it really comes down from like our own personal experience. So like sometimes we just have to learn for our own selves and then our gift to give back of our gifts, as you, as you call it here is to give it to other women. And just, you're doing such an incredible job with just explaining this, that it makes such such sense that like, like Aaron said, I feel like we just went back to school in a way that it's practical and relatable. And yet it's digestible because it's, it's enough. Cause we're like, oh my gosh, we, you know, you're recognizing yourself in all these different phases. So this has just been an incredible conversation. And I just want to thank you for being our guest and just sharing your wisdom and, and just insight. Cause this is so, so, so needed. Like I said, I mean, if Aaron and I needed it, there's, I don't even know an infinite number of women who also need to know this as well. Oh my gosh. So, um, again, kind of just what is your website so people can follow you and get all your information from, I know you mentioned a few things on Instagram, um, but we're going to include all of this in the show notes as well. So if you just want to kind of do a quick recap. Yeah, honestly, just come follow me on Instagram. Um, my handle's at Megan Rumpel four and I'm an open book. So I love chatting with women, send me a DM, um, check out, you know, I've got some things in the link in my bio, lots of content that will give you so much value that I just, I love putting out there like, you know, five times a week, we'll say. Um, but, uh, you know, depending on where I'm at in my cycle, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> right, right. you know, there's, there's lots of resources on there and, you know, say hi and, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I got. No website. I'm keep her pretty simple. Like awesome. It. Well, thank you so much. And of course, uh, we're going to follow along with your journey and just learning all that we can from you. So thanks for being our guest. Well, thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. Um, for more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.